You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Tell Me How You Did It. I'm Namrata Zakaria and I'm here to bring to you my handpicked list of some of India's finest brands. Yes, our best homegrown companies that can compete with the world's best and still win the battle hands down. These companies range from food, fashion and film to home, art and design. I'm only too happy to talk to the founders who not only chased their rainbows, they also made India proud. Make sure you tune in at hdsmartcast.com week after week to shake the hands that built our best businesses. Listen to them tell me how they did it. I should actually be hating Malaika Arora. She came into college a year after me and stole the Miss Popularity tag from right under my nose. I mean, on day two of her arriving in college, we had all been hit by a truck. But you cannot hate Malaika. You can only stand <laughs> afar and stare. I would soon discover her grace, her kindness, and her warmth, all very rare qualities. As a journalist, I've had my eye on her throughout her over 25-year-old career and mine. And I can only say she's come to be a personal hero. She's faced every challenge with a smile and her famous shimmy, of course, and has magically turned every hardship into a success. I love how she has traversed from being a model and an actor to a wellness entrepreneur to be taken very, very seriously. Malaika Arora is here to tell us how she does it. Welcome to my podcast, Malaika. I am so glad to be talking to you. Thank you, Namrata. Wow, that was a rather hysterical <laughs> beginning. You actually, you know, jogged my memory. You know, now that you're saying all of it, I'm like, oh my God, it actually goes back to, to a really long time when I first started. Uh, I remember meeting you in college. So yeah, that was funny. Oh my God. I actually but, sat and I covered my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, just just for our listeners, Madam Malaika is sitting in her shoe closet. The size um, of my bedroom. I have taken a picture which I'll post on Instagram once uh, this episode is out and I encourage you to go and share because you will have a great laugh. What Mala- can I say? <laughs> I am obsessed with my shoe closet and it is the quietest, the most calming, the most uh, serene place in my house. So I decided I'll just sit down over here. And it's well, a, what's a girl What's a girl without her shoes? What's a girl without her shoes? And it's a fantastic <laughs> visual for me. Um, Mala, I want to take you back to, to your college days, to our college days, because this is also when your career truly started, right? You began True. modeling professionally. Were you in grade 11 or grade 12? Yes, and yes. the world just sort of lapped you up and swept you away. Well, yeah. Oh, Wow. Uh, yes, it all started back then in college and uh, dabbled with with the occasional modeling. And honestly, I think for me, it was all about just earning a quick buck. For me at that point, it was just about having a little extra pocket money because, you know, really strict, really strict mother who was, was very particular about unnecessary extravagance and splurge etc etc and we were all I was all we were always put on a tight uh, shoestring uh, college budget so to speak so I think for me it was just the experience of having that I could make that little extra money uh, 
that was initial and then of course it just it just kind of opened up a whole new world for me because suddenly i was in these situations of of having to meet people go to shoots and honestly more than meet was my sister she was the one who started modeling you know way before so i would just literally you know go along we tag along with each other you know Amo, and that's how Amrita? it started and and yeah, yeah. she was in school at the time no actually she did she did a couple of ads before me literally that's how it was uh and that's how i started modeling because i went with a shoot on a shoot with her i accompanied with her because mom couldn't be there she was at work and you know and i just happened to to be at the right place at the right time and suresh natrajan was there and he just said okay chalo let's shoot some few pictures and he shot a few pictures and that's how you know one thing led to the other so yeah like i said it was all about just making a quick buck and my and uh, and getting my pocket money in place so uh, that's how it started and um, and i guess i never looked back after that it was in college i remember there was a lot of attention in college because i remember i still remember my first magazine cover came out whilst i was in college yeah. and it was there was a magazine stand right outside our gate so you could yeah. see it right there everybody was talking about it everybody was like you know oh my god have you seen have you seen so for me it just kind of hit me at that at that point but i never looked back after that for me that was the beginning and i said i've got this opportunity i'm going to jump at it and i'm going to make the most of it that was it. i'm i'm not surprised because you know wendel rodricks who's who's a common friend and and the designer and he had you on his on the cover of his book he used to always say malaika has no bad angles you know you can photograph her <laughs> upside down he would say you can photograph her upside down and she'll be the most beautiful creature to have like walk the earth God bless his soul. Yeah, he always said that. In fact, now that you're saying it, someone actually said it recently. We were at at a shoot somewhere, and the cameraman asked me, "Ma'am, shooting an ad," and he said, "Ma'am, would you like left, right, which side would you like the you know to shoot?" And I actually looked at him. I was like, "No, I'm cool. <laughs> you can shoot any side." And it honestly just came from the fact that I never really think about, "Oh, is my left side better than my right side?" but and he was like oh my god everybody's so particular about yeah. which angle or which yeah. i said no no go for it just shoot whichever side i'm sure you'll 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 get a good you'll get a good shot you so, yeah. are yes, he did you, actually say that. you are indeed blessed <laughs> but do you wish you had graduated and i'm asking this because personally i'm very academically inclined but especially with this podcast i see so many exciting entrepreneurs who have built oh. you know very very inventive wonderful companies and and they've simply functioned on gut on on creativity on one good idea and a lot of fire in the belly but do you think you would have had a different career if you had a degree well academically i was fantastic i mean in school i was fabulous i was always a topper always you know uh, very academically inclined so yes uh, i think that somewhere changed once i got to college because like i said work opportunities came my way i never asked for it i never thought i would but it just happened and i said you know what if i'm getting these opportunities let me uh, let me make the most of it in hindsight yes probably i would have loved to have you know probably studied more finished you know got a degree etc because uh, maybe you know maybe that would have seemed correct but uh, i don't think i would have been doing what i'm doing today had i gone down that road because i think i would have been on a completely different path um i was very more inclined towards 
towards psychology, towards teaching, towards uh, that aspect of what I was studying. So I don't think this would have happened to me. And I felt this opportunity came and I said, you know what, let me go for it. So yeah, a part of me wishes I I had, but no regrets at all. Yeah, because I course. feel I feel the person that I am, I've learned on the job completely. Um, you know, I feel I'm far more street smart than I than I ever could have been. I've had the opportunity of meeting people who I've learned so much from. And maybe a book wouldn't have taught me that because this is all you learn on the job. So I I think for me, that was for me, that was my training ground. I started early. I used every opportunity that came my way to to kind of mold the person that I am today. I've made shitloads of mistakes along the way, but it has all helped me to to actually be able to be in the in the position that I am today, where I can actually take these decisions or or even or even feel that I want to dream. You know, I want to do things differently. So, uh, no, no regrets. I'm totally fine. Not having that degree, I'm totally fine. <laughs> What about marriage? Do you feel like if a woman marries early, it kind of sort of gets in the way of her career? In almost all the cases that I know of, the answer is yes. And the statistics will also say yes. I think my answer would be no, <laughs> completely. I And uh, it's never, ever been a, a hindrance. It never was a hindrance. It never hampered with my career. And I think, I think uh, I'm proof to that. I mean, it's not in any way has it come in you know in in the choices that I've that I've made so no I don't think being married or when I was married or when I decided to have a child I don't think any of it had any bearing on my on my professional life people around me had a lot more to say but I don't think it had any bearing on my professional life because I think um, uh, and having said that back then there were very few of us who were married with kids literally very very few nobody would take that plunge now of course that whole thing has changed women are married kids moving you know working through after so yes that whole concept has changed but back then I think it was far more different but um, no I just I said I'm not going to let it bother me I'm not going to let it stop what I want to do I worked through my pregnancy throughout Uh, I hosted, you know, I was on MTV. I did shows. I did all of it. I traveled. I think I traveled the most when I was pregnant. So no, I don't think that ever had any kind of bearing on, on my work life, my professional life. In fact, if anything, I think it enhanced it. I think it just made it better for me. And I think somewhere it, it was an example of sorts for yeah. a lot of other, yeah, other because women. Because it is so rare. It, this is, this is a very unusual story and a very lucky story. Is. Yeah, it is. Not everybody can. And also, you know, I mean, you say uh, you need support. Not that I was living with my family. It was we were a nuclear family. It was just Arbaz, me and, and Aran. So pretty nuclear like that. Uh, but yes, shitloads of, of support from family and, and, and everybody. Uh, but having said that, I think um, I think I've always kind of been a certain way. Uh, people in, in terms of I mean, I've always had this glamorous a uh, way of of approach of being a certain way and i think that kind of worked in my in my favor um uh, i took pregnancy i made it look glamorous i took ma- marriage i made it look glamorous working through it i made it look fun and easy and doable so i think that kind of worked and yeah i i don't think a lot of people at that point could have made that switch i made it i took it on head on and and i'm really happy i did it's like that thank god it's for that 
It's like that saying, you know, it's hard to be sexy, but someone's got to do it. Mm. <laughs> Poor you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. So, well, you know, post MTV, then came acting and you pretty much invented the item girl act. And I promise I don't mean this in, in a demeaning way, because for anyone who understands the business of filmmaking or the e- economics of it, the item song is like a must do. And I'm going to say after your mother-in-law, Helen, there was nobody who filled, uh, you know, her boots, so to speak, the way you did. So uh, what was your mind frame at the time? Did you enjoy well, that? It well, was very new. And it, I think it all started with Chaya Chaya, right? Absolutely. Yeah. For, firstly, to be compared to Helen Auntie is always the biggest and the nicest and the most lovely compliment. Uh, she was one of a kind. So yes. yes. Um, and like you said, the business and the economics of filmmaking. I mean, if you understand that at that point, nobody did a special item song in films. I mean, nobody did. Uh, so yes, when when I did that song, it was new. It was uh Oh, and I think uh, I probably I don't even think I was probably the first choice. I think they probably went through a gamut of of heroines, etc., whatever. And then finally, uh, Farah Farah Khan, she was like, yeah. "Listen, Malla, really dear friend of mine," and she was like, "Listen, you dance, uh, you know, and this is the whole look and the vibe. Why don't you do it?" It's like, okay, cool. I love dancing, and I'm going to get paid for it. Why not? And then of course there's Shahrukh Khan, and then there's A.R. Rahman. I said, "Listen, I'm an actor. I'm a fan of both for me I mean, it's, it was, it's all kinds of mega right Farah, exactly. Shahrukh, Rehman everything everything that they said Santosh Sivan was the cameraman um, you know A.R. Rehman I mean it was it doesn't get Mani Ratnam director I said my god I mean I couldn't ask I mean even I mean anybody in their right mind you know would just jump at it so I said yeah. for me and more I was like listen I'm getting to dance and I'm getting to dance with a friend of mine you know yeah. she's going to choreograph yeah. the whole thing yeah. so yes that's how it was and um, to date I look at um, at songs and films I mean our, that's what our films are all about I mean let's not hide that fact let's not Absolutely. be shy about the fact that's Absolutely. what we celebrate in our films our films are a celebration of life it's larger than life yes that concept now in today's day and age has kind of really um, dwindled and because i guess there's so much or uh, because it's just so much of of emphasis on not having to objectify etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, so probably that's why it's changed over a period of time but when i when i did it and and when i was part of all those songs for me it was liberating it really was it was i felt that i could just i could be on screen and i could just be this this woman and this you know object of desire for me it was very very liberating i never ever looked at it as as oh my god you know you're being objectified nothing for me it felt uh, that i was in control and i love the fact and i'm anyways one of those women i i like being in control i like being uh being the master of my own destiny i don't like being told what to how to where to i don't like that so yeah, yeah. yes it just felt uh, it felt amazing and i've done a whole lot of songs since After then that, i've got yeah. so much of so much of love and uh yeah like you say it really did help these songs really did help the economics of of films yeah, i mean it was game changing i don't think it's dwindled because the item song i mean the idea of a song to make it to the nightclubs is 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 a mission today you know and chaya you know, chaya I, still played at parties huh? how many years absolutely, has it been like, and i, I mean 
it's over 25 years it's yeah. 25 yeah. whatever it's yeah. 20 yeah it's about that much so yes 20 years or whatever so yes it's been amazing uh when i say change as in now you don't see so now i mean now uh, uh maybe the heroine the you know the main lead of the film she'll probably do you know she'd back then you didn't it. have that yeah you didn't have that it was always yeah. you know what that was hardly there it kind of caught on much much later yeah uh now it's totally fine i mean uh the 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 leading lady of the of the film you know does does a special song and and it's part of of the of the narrative etc so yes i loved it i love being part of all of those songs um i would probably still do it if i if i had the opportunity if i like something but having said that i feel it's very important to move with the times i don't want to keep getting stuck having to do you know the same thing that i did 20 years back i need to move on i need to i need to keep myself uh, uh, excited about what I'm I'm doing, so I can't keep going back back to that. And I feel I need to leave. I need to give a chance to the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start with your first business, which was Label Life, the e-commerce site which you started with Suzanne Khan and Bipasha Basu. It's utterly chic. It's a very clean website. I've I've uh, checked it out and I love it. But I want to ask you how it all came together. Why did you decide to do this e-commerce in fashion thing? Because it is a really really big deal now, and and you did it um, a back few years then, back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I had no idea. I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't even know what online shopping was. I didn't know. I knew nothing. I was I was pretty. Uh, daft about it I had no idea because I'd never done it I'd never ever dabbled with it a friend of mine my dear friend Preeta she was the brainchild behind it all Preeta Suktankar she was the one who came to me with the idea and she said this is what I want to do and she tried to explain it to me and I was like what are you saying I don't understand a word or what are you what are you talking about of course a couple of meetings later a couple of discussions couple of of trying to understand what's happening it kind of then sunk into my head it was a huge risk. Um, it was just, I think, gutsy women coming together, yeah. wanting to do something different. And I think it was just just the start. Literally, that was just the start and the boom of, of e-com. And, uh, and I, I think we, we came onto the scene at just the right time because I think, like you said, I think the label life we created with a bunch of gutsy women who just wanted to, wanted to start and create something uh, a new and a platform. Uh, you know, where you could talk about fashion, you could be fashionable, you could, you could actually, you know, and eventually it was not just about, about clothes, because then we kind of moved into the home space and the accessory space, etc. So that's how Suzanne and uh, Vipasha, we were all on board. And it was all Preeta's brainchild. I'm so happy I did it because from not understanding anything about the e-com space to now, you know, happily and proudly saying that, you know, you were one of th- probably one of the first ones on the scene to to start. Yeah, and life. and it doesn't look like one of the first products. You know, it's fully on the ball. It's tech savvy. It matches everybody else probably even better than Absol- like the newer players. It's really really slick. Absolutely. Now, of course, in the game there will be highs and lows. We did have our whole share of the first couple of years because we were still trying to understand our market. We were still trying to tap into it. Uh, what works, what doesn't. Uh, we were suddenly realized, oh my God, we're sitting on so much of inventory. We didn't know what to do with it. So yes, we've learned along the way. We've made loads of mistakes. We've lost a lot of money, but I think that's what a business is all about. And I think we, somewhere we were very, uh, none of us 
were in it for you know just for the heck of it none of us said yeah. you know what we'll see you know give it a yeah. year no i think we all wanted to see it through we said you know what let's do it together and let's kind of see you know how far and where this actually goes so i'm really glad i'm really happy and proud that we are part of the label life because i think it's one of the few sites that is just very clean very chic very very affordable and i'm really happy about it and then diva yoga and by extension sarva you and your partner sarvesh Shashi started yoga studios. Are they all over India? And this yoga-based startup and an app. Tell me all about it. Tell me about Diva Yoga. Where do you have your studios, and how did you get started with it? So, well, Sarva already had its studios around the around the country. Oh, uh, that's when Sarvesh met with me, and um, and literally it was just chance meeting. It was just something that. uh you know my my agency and my guys who handle my work they said you know what do you want to just kind of you know see whether this whether this has any potential i met sarvesh there was just endless amounts of discussion endless amounts of discussion and i still remember telling sarvesh you know what i pulled him aside and i said i'm the kind of person i work i follow my gut and if we have to do this i don't want to be a face of what you what we want to do i don't just want to be a model for it if i'm going to do this then i want to be totally and completely invested in it which means we need to partner on on it and i think i think that just kind of he said you know what if she thinks like this we just hit it off instantly when i said it i think it kind of just put all our cards on the table and that's how the diva yoga studios came into being because what is it that i want to do i said you know i am such an avid believer of of yoga i am a believer follower everything i said i want to create studios that that are completely uh safe spaces for women so he was like okay are you sure i said yes i said i want to create studios for women i said you have all kinds of studios but we don't have studios that are just for women where you can come and work out and feel safe and feel like you're not going to be judged or anything and that's how the diva yoga started and i'm so happy i'm so proud that we we started off with our studios uh we started off with personal training one on one so basically studios was our foundation uh from there we did all our training sessions etc which eventually led to the app uh the app is one of the only apps in 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 the country which has the kind of content that we create and we and we have out there we are the only ones that create the kind this kind of content uh we have got hours and hours and hours of of content over there um we have personal training we've got one on one we've got group we do all of that of course now uh we decided to digitalize only in the pandemic which was the need of the hour the studios were fine up and running going great uh the pandemic we were anyways going to digitalize but the pandemic hit us and i we kind of fast tracked everything so if we were supposed to come out in june we came out earlier but we already had all of our infrastructure in place for what we want to do and that's why we we went digital it was probably one of the the smartest moves that we that we did we went digital and of course now now that we have this market our next step is to to take our app uh global in the sense when i say global as to as to reach out to to a global market out there so we are a whole app will be kind of revamped so that we have our global market we are catering to a global market out there so yes we're really happy that we we took that leap 
and from studio Fantastic. to to the app and and the like i said i think our app is one of the only apps that has so much of content and so many hours of unlimited content fair like i want to say you look fantastic for your age but the truth is you look fantastic period i want to understand yeah, and you always you... very sweetly tell me that <laughs> you've always been so so supportive you've always been so complimentary every single time i don't think you ever missed that opportunity to turn around and tell me that so thank you for that really thank you and you know i think if other people were in my shoes and met you where as often that as we met i think they would gush <laughs> even more um but i want to understand how you have built this whole ecosystem a business on on wellness on looking good do you feel being fit um as you are and being as glamorous as you are is vital to what you've set up uh well firstly i think there's a lot of hard work there's a lot of discipline there's a lot of uh, uh a lot that i put in to be a certain way of course uh, w- what what you see is all outwardly i think that is probably what you know that is what helps you know even internally uh yes wellness was something i tapped into a while back it was a path it was a calling that i knew that i was instantly connected with instantly i felt uh that it was something that i i uh, needed to explore obviously me like i said a lot of hard work and discipline has gone into into making the person that i am today so i said that i needed to create this ecosystem of sorts of wellness of sorts where i can actually give i can actually learn i can actually be part of that ecosystem where we can actually all grow together so a lot of it is comes from the fact that things that i believe in things that i swear by which is what translates into my business my business whatever i'm doing uh is not far fetched is not you know something that i'm i'm dabbling in like that is totally unheard of it's all things that are very close to my heart all things that i that are part of my daily life and routine and ritual so that's probably you know where it started from so looking and being a certain way a lot a lot of hard work goes into it and i think for me solely is consistency i believe in 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 consistency being consistent uh, i think it's only if you can be consistent can you can you actually go out there and and talk about it and be true to what you're doing so yes i'm really happy that i've created this wellness ecosystem lots more to add to it it's just the beginning it's just the tip of the iceberg but um I think I'm on the right path. Yeah, for sure because you started with Malaika Rora Ventures last year in 2021, right? Um and it came with this fantastic nude bowl. I love the name. Uh it's a delivery only nutritious sort of meal in a bowl. Uh, so That's what are your right. plans? What are your plans with uh, Malaika Rora Ventures? Well, like you see, I think the, the, if you see the prog it's I started with fashion I've yeah. dabbled with fitness and now into yeah. food so it's yeah. like you know these are things that I that I'm really fitness being part of it so yes these are things that I'm really really passionate about and uh, food was my next step that I wanted to do uh, with MAV uh it's basically it is the umbrella for the you know in the broader all of it uh, yeah of all of it everything comes under under MAV uh I feel I think I was at that phase of my life where I've constantly been part of part of brands i wanted to when i say part as in i was just 
a person in this. Now I wanted to collaborate with these brands. I just didn't want it to be a brand that I was doing. Yeah. I need to collaborate with these brands. So that was the only way. That was why we created MAV. So I could bring them under the MAV umbrella, give them a platform where we can, we can ideate, we can collaborate, we can do something about it. Uh, that's prob- that's how. So we have the label life. We've got Diva, Sarva, uh, Nude Bowls, and now uh, my latest, which is Kapiva. Again, it's Ayurveda, which is another part of the wellness umbrella, which I'm very, very passionate about. I don't know and what Kapiva, Kapiva is. So tell me, tell me a little more. Kapiva is basically Kapiva is a natural Ayurvedic uh, brand that we have under the MAV umbrella. It's okay. all you should. I should try, send you some of our products. Do try it. It's all about Ayurveda. We have right from from uh, ingestibles to to uh, ghee to uh, to fizzes to to digestives to we, we do all of it under under the Ayurvedic uh, uh, umbrella, which is and right now Ayurveda is, is so yeah is so vital. It yeah. plays a huge part in my life, and that's why I collaborated with Kapiva. They're one of the leading uh, brands in in uh, Ayurveda. So yes, I'm really happy that we have them. Under the and MLB, uh, I think Ayurveda is going to be huge internationally. I mean, I see absolutely. it going the yoga way completely, you know. Yes, absolutely. So that's probably why we, like I said, even with yoga, with the app and with Kapiva, we now want to test, we want to go into the global market and, and see uh, where we stand and see and test those waters. Because I feel like you said, Ayurveda is the way forward. And with with the changing, you know, scenario in terms of health and wellness being in, in the spotlight and the forefront and world over being given yeah. that status, I think it's it's about time. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. Congratulations on how far you've come and also on how far I can see you're going to go. I want to thank you for taking the time out and chatting with me, Malaika. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Namrata. I'm so glad we could do this. It's been a while and I will send you a Kapiva products for you to try. <laughs> do try you. them. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed the show or not, write to me on Instagram, Twitter or Clubhouse at Namrata Sitara. You can catch the video podcast on the Lifelink channel on YouTube. For updates on Tell Me How You Did It, follow us at HD Smartcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nai nazariye se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.